This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. They knew that all the people and droves of people had honored John and God had changed their lives, but they would not accept John. So they weren't able to answer. They said, if we say of men, then the mob of people, we fear the people, it's going to cause us trouble. If we say of God, then they knew that Jesus would say, well, why didn't you repent? So, with all of this coming together, Jesus tells his parable. It makes the parable make a lot more sense, honestly. With all this coming together, Jesus says, well, you know, there was a certain man. He had two sons. He told his sons, go to the vineyard. Help me. The first son said, I will not. He didn't sound nice. He didn't look nice. But afterward, he repented. And after he repented, he went and did the will of the Father. The second son when the father said, hey, I've got a work for you to do. He said, I go, sir. You can count on me. With a smile on his face. He looked the part, but he didn't do it. He didn't honor the Lord. He didn't go and work and serve. And that's why Jesus concludes this passage of Scripture and this parable, looking back at the scribes and Pharisees, not in disdain, but a burden because he knew they could never accept Jesus' free gift of salvation unless they first admitted that they needed him and repented of their sins. And that's why the Bible says in the conclusion of our text, verse 31, Jesus asks these chief priests and elders, whether of them twain did the will of his father. They say unto him, the first... Jesus saith unto him, Verily I say unto you that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. <gasps> can you imagine? I can just imagine over here thinking, <gasps> He hurt my feelings. <gasps> Does he not see the clothes that I wear? Did he not hear the tone of my voice when I ask, I ask him nicely the question? Can he not see the phylactery on my head? Can he not, does he not know that I go to the temple every Saturday? Does he not know? And I'll just let you know something. God did know, but it was not. Religion was never enough to satisfy the righteous demands of God. And I'll have you know something. God doesn't care how you look right now if you have not repented of your sin. He doesn't care how religious you might be. He doesn't care how many years you've served in this or that and everything. He doesn't care because if you've not repented of your sin and turned from your wicked ways and accepted Jesus Christ by faith as your Savior, he looks at you and says, Hey, look, you'd been better off if you were a harlot or a publican and have repented and accepted Christ. Jesus looks in the last verse of our text, verse 32. And he says it like this. He reminds us of John. It's all about the story of John. It's the root and base of our message. 
He says, John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and ye believed him not. But the publicans and the harlots believed him. And ye, when ye had seen it, repented not afterward that ye might believe him. What was he burdened about? He looked at these guys and he says, Hey, you repented not that you might believe. He said, if you're going to believe and be saved, you must first repent. The Bible tells us that they repented not. And today's message is simply titled that, They Repented Not. Why did John the Baptist come? John the Baptist came preaching. Repent. The kingdom of heaven. John the Baptist simply came preaching his message. People needed to admit they were wrong. And Jesus would bring the fulfillment of that. They admitted they had a need. And then Jesus came and provided salvation for them in his completed work on Calvary. John the Baptist came, but they repented not. Number one, let's consider this, the condition of the chief priests and the elders. Let's consider their condition. Look with me in verse 23 as we walk through this passage of Scripture. And we'll begin to see some things that, that are prevalent in someone who is unwilling to repent. Now, these folks were un, unwilling to repent. The Bible says in verse 23, When he was coming to the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching and said, By what authority doest thou these things, and who gave thee this authority? Now, here's the, here's the situation. They had every right as the chief priests and elders to come to whoever was teaching and preaching in the temple and ask about their authority. They came asking a question that wasn't wrong, but they asked a question that was really foolish because if they had been paying attention at all, they would have known exactly whose authority Jesus came on. Jesus came on his own authority because he was God in the flesh. Jesus came in the authority of God the Father. Jesus came in the authority and power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus was the miracle-working Savior, the Messiah. And it's sad for me to think about this. Look, they were completely, they were just completely blown away, and they asked really a silly question. Can you imagine being one of the chief priests and elders having watched Christ for the last three years. He's going to the cross in one week. We're at the end of his earthly ministry. Can you imagine being the chief priests and elders? And here's the question. Whose authority did you do, are you preaching in? I mean, if Jesus was sarcastic, and he wasn't, but if he were sarcastic, he'd say, where in the world have you been, you bunch of toeheads? Don't you remember? Lazarus come forth. Don't you remember the lame man that I said, take up thy bed and walk? Don't you remember the guy that rubbed a little mud in his eyes he'd never seen and he saw? Don't you remember? Where have you been? Do you not remember the feeding of the 5,000? Do you not remember the feeding of the 3,000? Where have you been? In spite of all that Christ had done, in spite of all the lives that Jesus had changed, the chief priests and elders still sat back with their pompousness and said, Hmm, what authority? I'm like, you dummy. Who's authority? Here's the, here's the problem. I'll just tell you something. We do the same thing. And if you are self-righteous like these chief priests, scribes, if you're self-righteous, you, have for, you are tempted to forget all that Jesus has done 
to preserve his word, all that Jesus has done to bless his church, all that Jesus has done to change people's lives. I had a conversation with a friend last night talking about two wicked folks that Jesus completely revolutionized their life. And I've seen it, and you've seen it, and God is real, and Jesus changes lives, and we're silly to sit back in our pompous self-righteousness and question God and his authority and his word, knowing how wonderful he's been for all these years. But that's what they were doing. The condition of the self-righteous chief priests and elders, the Bible continues and says in verse 24, And Jesus answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing. Which, if ye tell me, I and likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John. Whence was it? From heaven or of men? The Bible says, and they reasoned with themselves. That jumped off the page at me. Jesus asked him, okay, I'll answer your question if you'll answer mine. The baptism of John. Heaven or men? Where did it come from? What did they do? Did they look to God and say, Lord... What's right? What's true? Did they get their Bibles out and look for in the Old Testament where God would where God prophesied that there would there was a John coming that would be the precursor for the Christ? Did they get their Bibles out? No. Did they ask God? No. What did they do? They had a little huddle here. The self righteous group. They huddled together. And they said, "I don't know. What should we say? What should we say?" Hey, look. When it comes to things, matters of eternity, I don't care what you have to say. I don't care what my buddies have to say. I don't care what this convention or that convention, I don't care what they have to say. I care what God's Word says, and I care what God says, because my ultimate authority is the Bible. And it's not the opinions of men. If we were to go by popular opinion, we'd mess up every time, right? But that's what they did. They had their self-righteous crew and they thought, you know, we know very much and we know quite well what is right and what is wrong. And they communed with themselves. Their authority was a group of twits instead of the inerrant and fallible word of God. Their authority was their boneheaded buddies as opposed to the authority of God. By the way, don't make decisions according about your marriage according to your boneheaded buddies. Don't make decisions on how to raise your children according to your boneheaded buddies. Don't make decisions on how to rule your life and what place to put Christ according to popular opinion. I beg of you, go to God and go to his word because it is the only reliable authority that we have. And self-righteousness says, <laughs> I can handle this. I'll let you know something. There's some chief priests and elders that have spent 2,000 years in hell because they would not repent of their sin. And they have great regrets. And I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for my friends. I don't want that for my church. Jesus said, hey, look, you should have repented. What was the condition of these chief priests? The Bible continues in verse number 25. The baptism of John, which was it? From heaven or of men? And they reasoned with themselves, saying, If we shall say from heaven, he will say unto us, Why did ye not then believe? But if we shall say of men, we fear the people. For all hold that John is a prophet. 
Here's what, they, here's what their concern was. As they huddled together, did they, was their concern, boys, I tell you what, all I want is God's will. Boys, I tell you what, all I want is God's truth. What's right according to my God? They didn't care. They didn't care if, they were, if it was right or wrong according to God. All they cared about was that they would not have to admit that they were wrong. They said, let's manipulate this situation and let's play the politician here and let's just make a politically correct answer. Because, you know, if we say he's not, if he's from God, then we're going to get caught in our words. And if we say he's from, if we say he's of men, then the people aren't going to like us anymore. I'll just tell you what, I don't care how good they looked, how good they smelled, how much power they may have had in their society that day. They are nothing to me, and they're nothing in God's standard because they were depending on their own self-righteous wickedness in order to give them prominence with men. Oh, how foolish can we be? But that is the condition of, a chief, of the chief priest. That's the, chief, the condition of self-righteousness. The Bible continues in our text, verse number 26, But if we shall say of men... We fear the people. For all hold John as a prophet. What were they afraid of? The people. The Bible says the fear of man worketh a snare. I've worked a snare a few times. Snares are a lethal thing. The harder you pull, the tighter it gets, and it always leads to death. Folks, I want you to know something. If you're making decisions and doing things contrary to God's word because you're afraid of some person, that's foolish. It's foolish. Don't be afraid of people. Be afraid of God. It's a good thing to fear God and to honor God and respect God because God is right and He loves you. And if you choose God over the fear of men, you're going to be happy. You're going to be satisfied. You're going to have the blessing of God, the power of God. It's better. It's better. Self-righteousness, the condition of these self-righteous chief priests and elders, they feared the people. But look what else happened. Verse number 27, the Bible says, And they answered Jesus and said, We cannot tell. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, Check us out at ChilhoweeBaptistChurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.